Five years of asking questions. Travel, people, ideas. Yes, politics and religion. Get real with me, Rick Dancer. Almost feels like it's right. You know, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is where I'm supposed to be and it's where you're supposed to be because it's Thursday night, uh, five o'clock Oregon time, six o'clock Montana time. Do you know how hard it is to keep that straight? You don't know how many appointments I've made that I didn't answer because I was the wrong time. But that's just how it is. It's kind of how people are. So it, it's kind of like people that are always late, you know, that you can never count on them. You, you know, you, you tell them to come on here. I pay them extraordinarily huge salary. And I call him up three minutes ago and he says, oh, it's tonight the night. I mean, he didn't sound that intelligent, but I'm just saying that's kind of what happens. And right now, the poor guy is in the green room and he can do nothing about this. But he knows that he will be on soon and he will get me back. So our sponsors tonight, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry and Denture Center, Dr. Michael Bratlin. Uh, we will hear from him in a few minutes about how he got his start and how he got into dentistry. It's just a quick little sound by them there. BS Free MD, amazing podcast. These guys are both doctors husband and wife doctors out of Oregon, and uh, they do a uh, amazing podcast, get some really interesting groups on, on there, and they talk about medical issues. Uh, so it's BS, like bullshit free MD, <clears throat> and you can find them on Spotify and all that. We're going to hear from them. They just sold their house, and they got in an airplane and flew to Florida. So they're doing a cute little segment for me from underneath a palm tree to make me feel bad, even though I live in Montana where it's sunny and 50 degrees and beautiful out. I understand you guys have been getting a bunch of rain. Um, and also JDEV Investments. <clears throat> now, let me show you something. These guys have some houses. They took them, the um, Super 8 Motel in Cresswell, <clears throat> renovated it and are still renovating it. And they have right now suites available. Uh, these are pretty affordable and they have kitchens in them. Uh, they don't have an oven, but they have a little stove, a little cook stove, a full-size refrigerator. And they're going to have two-bedroom ones coming on soon. And how do you find out more about these? This is JDEV Investments. They're one of our sponsors. And if you want to find out more about that, you go to NorwoodSPM.com. So it's NorwoodSPM.com. And you can find out everything you need to know about those apartments if you'd like to rent one. All right. Without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Forgetful, Mr. I have early onset dementia, Mr. I never remember Rick. He's just not that damn important to me. Hello, Rob. How you doing? You know, when when we start talking five figures per show, then you'll get a little more uh, <laughs> a little more uh, on time. Hey, it's you know, somebody, I was online today. This is an important topic. Just It's hair. My, oh, yeah, that's right. You don't have any. Um, and somebody asked me how tall my hair gets. And I said, when fully erect, that's eight inches. I can get it fully yeah, erect. Yeah, that's each other. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, using Common Core math for sure. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned Florida a second ago. It's funny because I used to have a segment on my show called um, just, it was the Florida segment. And it was where we talked about like stupid, insane, crazy things that were happening in the state of Florida and how nuts that place was. But it's actually switched now. And I'm pretty sure people in Florida have segments about Oregon and how nuts this place has become because this place is just a blathering 
dithering nuthouse, and it's getting worse and worse. By the way, the reason I lost track of time, I was making tortilla soup. I've never made – I'm, I'm a very good cook. If I do pat myself on the back. Um, but I've never made tortilla soup before, so I made the love of my life tortilla soup. I'm making you know margaritas. We're having oh, like you made that. You made that for me. You made that for I, me. It, it's so good, but just I guess reflex. I made it super hot, so it's not that great for her. So I'm have to make another batch or just go buy some somewhere. But it's so it's, I still don't understand that and being late. We're making soup, Rick. Oh. <laughs> Well, on here we're stewing about things. So hey, it's yeah. all it's all in the food group. So well done. I was thank you. Uh, I've been in television a long time. So I was on um, one of those social media things you're not supposed to be on called TikTok, and I, I did this live. What is it? Well, I did. I did. What, what was it? TikTok. <laughs> and uh, this woman comes on, and seriously, her name is what was it um gosh it was it was kitty something and what it meant was that nasty version of kitty and she's a psychiatrist and she's talking to me so she's getting me into a biden conversation and and she's saying how do you know all the terrible things that trump's done and i, I just don't understand why people oh commenters if you guys want to put where you're from it's really fun to see where your location is so there's uh south carolina um how can somebody who who thinks and and really examines things still stand back and say uh, bill london's going to be up here after you and me the latest polls came out and biden's down again and even his own party doesn't think that he's handling all this properly but who's well, then why aren't people speaking out about it? Why do people still because, stick up for him? I don't get because it. Because they have, they are missing. I, I figured this out last week. I talked about it on my show. They're missing something integral inside their brain and their heart. And it's not just common sense. It's common decency. And when that's missing, they're going to fill that void and that gap with anything. And they don't want to align with us because they're deviant. They're sick. They're weird. They're whatever. So what they want to do is they want to fill that void with something else and they will latch on to whatever, whatever it is in the world that goes in line with their agenda. Dudes dressing up like chicks. Um, dudes dressing up like chicks, reading books to kids. Dudes saying they're chicks. Chicks saying they're dudes. It's like these people have a deviance in their brain. They have that. There's, if you want to talk theologically, there, there's an old adage that goes, everybody has a hole inside their heart and their soul that is God-shaped and only God can fill that void. But if you don't use God, you're going to stuff it full of something else. Like what is it, anorexic or bulimics? They eat toilet paper. Same kind of thing. But you fill it with, you fill it with anything you can. Yes. And they See, do. And they, and they do. But, but, but even I was, I was going online before we got on here and trying to find out what's going on with Trump and we were supposed to see some kind of arrest on Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday. Then you start hearing about the grand jury and they didn't have enough evidence for them. And it's like, how do people not look at that and say and listen to the evidence and say, OK, th this really isn't a case. The federal government, the federal attorneys turned it down. This yeah. attorney now turned it down before and now brings it back up. It's like, you know what I've, I've learned through this whole thing is how blinded people we all become in hatred yes when you hate you will I, I think you this has shown that you will do anything 
to, to sycophantic followers. That's the word we don't use enough. Sycophantic followers. Mao, Stalin, Hitler, Lenin, sycophantic followers that they follow because they follow. It's all they have. But I, I just I, I don't get, you know, somebody came on this page and said to me, well, yeah, you just hate Biden so much. That's why you're always criticizing him. It's like, I honestly can tell you with everything inside of me before God, I do not hate this man. I, yes. hate, what, I hate what he's doing to our country. I hate what he's doing to my 401k. I, I hate what he's doing to our energy dependence. I hate what he's doing to the poor. And I dislike immensely what he's doing at the border by bringing more people in. And, and I mean, we are the laughing joke of the world right now. Oh, yes, we are. You know, and, and, and people go, oh, look, look, the, the reason that, F, that China is doing what it's doing and Russia is doing what it's doing is this is like, you know, any any junior high school, you know, when we got into a fight, you'd stand back and you push. How far can I get you to push before you push back? And they know with him and his administration, they there's will no not pushback. push. There's no pushback. There's we have no guts at all. Look at this drone that came down. Okay, so this one, this one was really big for me. This one, when when that drone went down, and now the Russians are recovering it. Every every leftist Democratic administration we have, we give technology to our enemies. Let's go back to Obama. When Obama was in, we had it. We had a drone. Rob, I, Rob, I, I, I think it's it's pronounced Obama. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sure. And uh, when Obama was in office, and you know, God bless the guy. He was our president. Kind of. But anyway, we had a drone that was over Iranian airspace and the Iranians hacked into it and they hacked into it and then they landed it and then they reverse engineered. So, so basically what happened was that in my mind, in my estimation, that was a gift from the Obama, the Obama, Obama or whatever, that guy administration to China via the Iranians. Nobody remembers this. The day that drone got landed successfully and freely and and with no damage to it at all in Iran, that set up my hackles in a way that my hackles have never been set up before. And I realized our administration is giving our most fundamental, our most top secret technology to our enemies, whether it's in trade, whether it's in just in like a gesture of like, hey, we love you guys, because let's be honest, we hate America, too. And when this doddering old senile fool who changes his diaper, when someone else changes his diaper several times a day, when he allowed our drone to get knocked down by the Soviets, what was it, five, six days ago, and they're recovering it, that was a gift. It's a gift. These people, these sycophantic America haters, will they might not necessarily love Amer or, uh, China. They might not necessarily love Russia, but they hate America. So they hate you. They hate me. They hate the followers of this show so much that to their own detriment, they will harm everything else in order to let our enemies prosper. It is a frightening, frightening time. I, I, I am just terrified every day I wake up. Well, it's because it, it, I feel like we're going to get into a war soon. How and, do we not? Yeah, I don't know how you don't. And and then, you know, you look at um, interest rates were bumped up another quarter of a percent yesterday. I don't think that's going to do anything for the banking crisis. But I <laughs> am also one of those people that says, why the heck did you bail them out yes because they say oh it's not a bailout it's a bailout yep, and, and then and then and then you go look at who all the friends are of the bank nancy pelosi yes. you know i mean but why can't why do you people refuse to draw those lines 
They'll, they'll, they'll try to make lines between Trump and everything else, but they will never draw the lines between, you know, I mean, look how long this whole, I, I hate to say his name because I got banned from here for putting up a picture with him in a, in a Speedo. But, you know, the little, the, um, uh, what would we call him? The, the younger Biden. Yeah, yeah, the guy, the yeah. artist, the artist Biden, the art, formerly, art, no, for, formerly known as uh, Crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but that's been going on forever. And I just, I don't understand. People keep, I, somebody wrote on my page the other day, um, a really good guy. He follows us pretty closely. He's a little, quite a bit more liberal than I would ever be. But he said, you know, we need to stop blaming uh, the, everybody and we need to start coming together and finding common ground. And I, I, I remember thinking that in my older, my younger years and stuff. And I said, I wrote right there on the thing. I said, no, you know what, buddy? I disagree. I don't think there is any common ground. Thank I you. Mean, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't partner with that yeah. um, kind of ignorance. And I don't mean stupid. Ignorance is just not knowing. But if people Correct. are not willing to turn on a radio station that's not one they listen to all the time, listen to other interviews, look at the Daily Mail and CNN, look at other sources of information. And then what they always say is, well, who's your source? And I'll say, well, I got that off the Daily Mail. Oh, well, that's a right wing. Well, right. CNN, CNN's a left wing. So how, uh -huh. you know, I mean, what? That, that, that doesn't, so, you, that's, so how do I find common ground in that when you won't even listen to me? And I think the other thing I, what, what they don't understand is I remember in being in the news business, how many years that you had to keep your mouth shut. You just kind of went, right. oh, okay. You know, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you just didn't say it. You didn't push it anymore. And I just think we're to a point now where you have to be able to push that. Um, you do, and and I, I love that you said, where do you find common ground? Because as soon as you said that, in my mind, I'm like, uh, I don't know where he's going to go. Maybe he can teach me something here but I don't think we can find a lot of common ground any longer. And then you said the same thing. And it's like, yes, we're, we're kind of on the same page. With, I, I think with, it's, with I, I think it's, I think what we have to do as a country is we have to find the truth and there is truth, the truth, not your version of the truth or right. my, my personal truth. What the hell is that? My personal yeah. truth is I could go out and drink and scream and, you know, screw everybody, I, I, you know, whatever I want to do. That's personal truth. I, I don't, that's bullshit. Uh -huh. um, but there is truth and there's lies. And if you look and you say, was that a lie? Was that a lie? Yeah. And then people get that. Somebody else came on and said, why don't we stop doing this? Every president has done something. Why don't we just stop? You know, well, but that's an excuse. So if, right. if, if Trump did something wrong, they should catch him. But everything they, that they've tried to try him on, it didn't work. So now we've got it's some everything. things. Every single thing, Rick, like it's like every other day they come up with something. The odd thing sticks for a week or a month. It gets a couple news cycles. It's ridiculous already. The guy is pretty, you know, you might not like him. He's a little bit acerbic. He's a little bit. Uh, oh, he's, right now I can't stand him because he's like, he's driving me crazy because it's like, quit making fun of people. I'm tired of your, I mean, he's just, <laughs> I, I'm so sick of this DeSanta, you know, whatever, Santamonious and. And, and I understand this game, but don't make it personal. I, I hate that. And I think sometimes, he, you know, when, when he gets up there and talks, what drives me crazy, too, is he says, I did this. I'm your retribution. Instead of saying, you know, when we, we, we change we this country. We want yep. this country to be better. We want and, and be a team leader. But he's not a team leader. He's arrogant. 
and he just pushes his own agenda. And that's it's, why people don't, that, that's why he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yes. Does, does he know how to run a business in a country? Yes. Sure as hell does. Does he know how to go against the grain and piss off the Republicans and the Democrats? Yes. Does he know how to scare China and Russia into leaving us alone? Hell yes. But the guy's got some big issues in the other areas. And it's the I, fighter pilot mentality. I, I refer to it as a fighter pilot, pilot mentality where, you know, they kind of strut in bigger than life, big and bold. And and sometimes we need that. Unfortunately, we're, we're in such a milk toast society. Men are just de-nutted, de-emasculated, weaklings anymore. Like even around here, we have a lot of crime. By the way, I was going to broadcast from the water today, but it was miserable. So I'm sitting in my boat in the garage. Um, it's that much closer. <laughs> we, we were, I, you know, I, felt, I felt like I was in a boat. <laughs> um, I, you know what? Because I feel like we're sinking. <laughs> I'll just, yeah. No, as, oh, as a nation. You're representing the ship that's sinking as a man. As a nation, though, are we not sinking right now? No, I don't see anything that really makes me excited uh, for America right now on the world stage. I don't see anything that's making me go, yeah, we're, we're kicking ass and taking names. We're getting some stuff done. We're not. That's what we do. We are rough. We are tough. We, we have forged industries. We have, have, we've changed the world. We've, we've been the person that goes and, and, and person as a collective and saved the world from, from slavery, from Nazism, from socialism. We're the roughest, toughest, meanest sons of that have ever existed, but they're taking that away. They're emasculating us little by little by little. Did you know the latest reports show that young men have uh, have less testosterone in their systems in their 20s and 30s than you and I did in our 20s and 30s? I believe it. Our IQ, equal. our IQ nationally. Don't talk about my IQ. Don't talk about my IQ. Yeah, those 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 types of numbers are going down, and a lot of that is is just perception. You know, I, I remember taking a, one of the biology classes I took a thousand years ago where they talked about how women are becoming more sexually active and their bodies are becoming more sexually mature at an earlier age because of the constant inundation of uh, sexual, sexually That's permissive true. images and stuff like that. Well, the same thing happens in reverse with guys. If you emasculate dudes continuously, 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 we don't create, the, I've got enough testosterone for like 50 freaking people i will eat a freaking tree i will take your wife and i will conquer a nation and we need more men that are willing to do that i wouldn't really rick but you know what i'm saying know, like I, we need more no. guys like that well you need people that and i think the other thing it was showing and this is not you know i don't i don't want to go too far in this this but it was also saying that a lot of younger men under 30 are putting off having sex they're just not interested in having sex and and they're jordan peterson was talking about this saying a lot of it is is they just can't find people. They're not interested. Um, and, and that concerns me is I don't think it's as much a hormonal thing as I think it's a cultural thing where they're probably afraid. Because if you if, if you have desires yeah. and, and, and manly feelings like this and you have to tuck them down all the time for fear that somebody's going to take you to court, um, it, yeah. it's, just, it's just gotten crazy. And I think we you know, I was sitting there writing a blog the other day and I just I, I have great hope. Because I think people, we have to get so low that we can start, we have to get to rock bottom and we're not there yet. And, and people, you know, we didn't have to. I think, you know, in my world, I think God gives us the opportunity to see the truth. But if we are so blind that we cannot, over the last three years, you cannot see 
what has happened in this country and this world to people and what's going on. If you can't see it, then there's nothing. It's, it's going to get worse until until people wake up and say, I, I'm not doing yeah. this anymore. I mean, look at that assignment at Churchill High School in Eugene. You know, that, I it, love it, what you've done with that. By the way, kudos to you. Good job. You were on that. You were on the cutting edge of that nonsense. I don't want to say that guy should be taken out and, and drawn and quartered, but everybody involved with it should be taken out and drawn and quartered. Because the thing that's interesting about this whole thing, I've never mentioned his name because I, I had to always do that in news. And I always thought it was kind of wrong until the innocent are proven innocent until proven guilty. And his, right. that guy's that guy's life is ruined right now. I yes. mean, no, if he didn't do it and didn't mean to, but I, you know, cause, cause the, it, the district says it's in the curriculum. And I see one of my um, former uh, competitors, KVAL, uh, put up a story. They looked at the actual, the actual curriculum, the assignment right. versus the other, and then the title. It said it's it's a lot different. It wasn't a lot it different. Was, it no. was semantics. It was a little it bit was, of verbiage. It was like past no. tense versus present tense type stuff. There was not enough difference for anybody no. to notice unless you were forensically auditing those right. two documents. It was the and, same. No, and and for them to say that, I thought that is the biggest bunch of BS journalism yep. I've ever seen. And then, you know, I had a, a person call me who was a teacher in another school district. And they said, you know, I could see what could happen on something like that. Because how come if that's been in the curricula for, they've had this for years, why did that never come up? Well, it was probably there. And teachers saw it and went, oh, I'm not doing that assignment. Well, this, what I understand is this was not the normal health teacher. That person went on leave and this coach got the job. So what if he just sees through there? Oh, here's an assignment, sends it out, doesn't look over it co closely enough. And now all of a sudden, you know, people are calling you horrible names. Now, that's just another side that people should think about, because I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm getting it from teachers who are saying that's highly prof. You know, I've I've how many people on here have seen something? Oh, yeah, yeah. You look at it, and you throw it out online. And I know parents will go and, and they have every right to. I'd be irritated, too. But people go, well, you should have looked closer. Well, Every time I make a snake, I should have looked closer too. So I, that's where I think there's more to this. And and people say, well, the board doesn't decide on the curricula. And but who's my not mine, but who's the representative of Eugene taxpayers? The school board. They vote them in. So if you don't check that curricula, then you should be. Or maybe you need to look at this sooner and say, because there's been complaints about things that were a little weird for a long yeah. time, and it just got swept under the rug, and now. They have no rug to sweep it under anymore. Who came up with the, the, the phrase? This is an old buzz phrase from years ago. The buck stops here. Like, was like no such thing. Right. Then, then if, if we had a real leader, um, and, and I put this on Trump too, he wouldn't do this either. If, if we had somebody come in and to be president, and, and there's a guy running, I heard him on Jordan Peterson the other day. And, and he's just a, 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 it's not just a guy, but he's very intelligent big background and all that kind of stuff. But he wants to run just to, 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 he says what's wrong with America. And I totally agree with him. We have no vision. We don't know who we are anymore. We have no, we, we can't be nationalists because we can't be for our nation because then all of a sudden that makes us, we hate China or we hate, that's not what he says. You need to start back with the family. And first of all, you have to have a vision. Then you have a family vision, then a community vision, a state vision, a national vision. And we as a country have lost that because we got too many whiners complaining yeah. about, oh, I didn't, you know, could you imagine if they were trying to settle Oregon now and the pioneers were a bunch of these whiners tearing down statues? Uh -huh. They'd be going, 
Oh, we, they get five miles out of Missouri. It's like, I want to go home. This is too hard. It's I mean, cold. It's too hard. It's too yeah, difficult. It's, the yeah. wheels, how, where are the shocks on these wagons? Like, this is no. awful. That horse pooped in my face and it has methane. And now I'm like, <laughs> you know, the, the food stamp card in the state of Oregon has a picture of the Lewis and Clark expedition on it. And I could, Whoever came up with that, I could just smack him in the mouth. That is the most disrespectful. These guys fought. and I, I, I hunt. I fish. I, I've clawed through some of this out. This is some of the worst outdoors. And I've been in the outdoors all over the planet. This is some of the harshest, harshest reality out here. The blackberries, the, the overgrowth, the undergrowth, some of the hardest terrain in the world to travene and tra traverse. And these guys did it. And now their image is representative of like, I don't want to work anymore. And I'm a, I'm like gender confused and I have like a dysphoria and I have, I have glaucoma and I think I have like warts, genital warts, and I need some money from the state to feed myself. And we just hand it to them. We right. just hand it to them. Well, and you know, and all of us know, and then Peterson's a psych psychiatrist and he's saying, you know, you to, to feel good about who you are, you have to work. I mean, in terms yeah. of, being productive and part of yep. the community and that kind of thing. And we've taken that away. So I, I hope I, I honestly I do. I mean, I, like you, I, I get up and I think, gosh, you know, can it get any worse? And, and I, I guess for me, the hardest part is the blindness of people is that, and the refusal to look past their hatred of one man. I have never seen such a crazy. And, and like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of the guy. But I don't hate, and I'm not a fan of Biden at all, but I don't hate him. And to have hate make you make the decisions and yell at people and come on and say, you know, and, and the accusatory things. It's like, if I disagree with you, why am I a hater? I, I don't yeah. get that. All of a sudden it's like, so I don't agree with your way of thinking. And that's why I'm getting more bold about this, because I just I, I can't live like this. I can't live with people. I, if they don't, you know, I blocked three people last week because they all came on and I am so surprised you used to be such a good journalist. And now it seems like you just hate you used so to tell the party line so and do what you were told. And, and now you, you think for yourself. You Nazi. Rick's what, a Nazi. What happened was that you pushed too hard for too long and too far. And I saw what you were really doing and, yeah. you, and you made me pick a side. And so I'm not a right or a left. I'm a truth. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not a truth social. I'm a truth, a guy searching for the truth. And if you want to look for lies and you want to look for a savior in Joe Biden or Donald Trump, you go right ahead because they're going to let you down. Um, yes. I'm looking for the truth. I mean, scripturally, <laughs> scripturally, it tells you all men will let you down. I, I'll be honest. I love President Trump. I think the guy's awesome. I can relate to him on so many levels, but I've never worshipped the man, and I don't worship the man. And it's like, there's people that do, there's like sycophantic followers on the right, and that disturbs me as well, but the ones on the left that hate him so much, I've never hated anybody in politics as much as these people hate President Trump. Strictly because he has divergent opinions. He hasn't hurt them. You know, you, you look at well, he challenged, like, what's funny is because he, he really challenged the status quo, which 
I, I that's the, the only thing I respect him for that. I mean, the, the business and that kind of thing. But I mean, he really came in and said, I'm none of these people. And that's when I liked him because he was like, I, I don't think he has any more love for the Republicans than he does for the Democrats. Right. You know what I mean, it's just like we have no other choice. Um, Rob, I'm going to give you a chance. Cheryl Ronan wrote on here. Not everyone uses food stamps, so you get you address her. Absolutely, thank you. Because I was going to comment. Not everyone who uses food stamps is a wine or whiny lazy breast. Absolutely not. But the majority are. I would stand to that. I will. I will stick to that. I will. From what I've seen, the experiences I've had, I'd have people come to my tackle shop and try to buy three, four hundred bucks worth of tackle on their food stamp card, on their on their Oregon uh, Oregon Trail card, and go, Hey, tell you what. Just, well, how much is it? 300 bucks? Run it through for 400 and you keep the extra $100. I dealt with it all the time. I'd have grown men pull up in $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 vehicles, come into the tackle shop, open their wallet to pay, pull out cash, and sitting on top of it were food stamp cards. I'll tell you what, I learned a lot in retail here, and that will stick with me forever. The you know, amazing, the amount of people that have those cards and there's no shame in it at all anymore because it's just like a credit card. You just run it and you're good. Well, what's really sad is I don't know if Sherry, it's none of my business if you're on it, but, but the real purpose of it was to help the truly people that truly need a left, a, a leg up, you know, something yes. to help. So, so people that are cheating the system are taking away from the very people we're trying to help. That's one of the problems I have with Oregon's homeless issue is they forget you're attracting them by legalizing drugs, yes. by giving them everything they need. You're attracting them and then you're detracting those funds from the people in your community who actually seriously need them. And, and that is so. So when you're drawing, you all of a sudden become this mecca. It's not that just, you know, it's because they're so kind. It's because they're working you. And then yep. what you're doing is you're really yep. letting down the, your own people in your own community who, are, who truly need it. I learned the today. People that really need it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm for helping there. those people. I'm 100% for helping those people, but not when it becomes a lifestyle. Cut it off at a certain point, six months, six months. And if it's six months, it doesn't work. You got to sit down. We got to have a review. We got to have, we got to help you with some life changes because you shouldn't be on the government dole for six months or longer. Let's fix it. Let's fix it for you. Instead of becoming a lifestyle, and it is 100% a lifestyle for 90% of these folks. I, I, I'll stick to those numbers. Hey, Rob, thank you for joining me. Thank you. You should listen to, you should listen to Bill London's newscast because he gives you eat your little soup. I and, get too uh, mad. He, he, I know he does. Oh, here, uh, Cheryl has one. Sherry has one more thing. That's terrible. I remember a convenience store here in Cottage Grove that got caught selling cigarettes for food stamps. It's horrible. we're on the same page. We're yeah. like, like the good people are the good people. The pe everybody falls on hard times. Everybody has had strife in their life, and we all will again. That's that's just part of the human condition and human nature. I got to find a place to put my ball here. Hang on. Um, that's all part of it. But you can't make it. You you can't make it the the human condition where it becomes your entire life. And it becomes your culture and your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And the state wants to give the homeless $1,000 a month, Greg Austin said. So no so, proof. No. So for 12 months with no proof of anything. And yes. you can, I mean, I, I, you see, but how how is, you know, these are the very people who preach sustainability. Yes. That is not yes. sustainable because how can you do, I mean, I could see people coming here from out of state and more going, Hey, we can go to Oregon and get a thousand bucks a month. And then who dollars a month, 10, $100 bills a month, Uber, 7-Eleven, 
and the weed stores are going to do so good for 12 months and everybody yeah. else is going to lose because of it. Well, and, and all of you in Oregon would have to pay that. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like Tina. No, Kotek it's government is, money, Rick. It's, it's government like, money. It's free. Yeah, it's, it's not like Tina Kotek is coming up with a plan and saying, I'm going to take this out of my personal savings that George Soros gave me. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's, I'm kidding. I don't know. Who knows? I but, don't you know do. but, you, but you do. It, when you see too many things, you see too many things. Yep. Um, hey, Rob, thank you. I appreciate you. My coming friend, on. always a pleasure. Always. Right. Now my soup is cold. It's your fault. Oh. Well, I thought we heated it up a little bit. Bill will. You did. Take care, everybody. God <laughs> bless you. each and every one of you. God bless America. And Rick, thank you, my friend. Pleasure as always. Rob, always getting us in trouble. That's just what he does. He's, he, he's just that guy. Speaking of getting us in trouble, Tim and May with uh, BS Free MD. They sold their house finally. Uh, they're still going to be doing their podcast, but you can get their podcast on Spotify, any of your favorite podcasts called BS Free MD. And they sent me this nice little video, and I know it's not really to promote them. It's just to rub in my face that I'm in Montana and they are in Sarasota, Florida. Okay, we're not in Oregon, but we still have an episode coming this week. What was your first clue, Tim? <laughs> Palm trees and alligators. Yes, we're in Sarasota. We are doing two things. We're relaxing after we moved. We're shopping for houses. Actually, we're doing three things and we're going to a wedding, which is probably gonna be the most insane wedding ever. But most importantly, on Thursday, we have a new episode, which is gonna blow your mind. It's Tim Tim was like coming out of his seat because he was fanboying at the beginning, which you'll get, but um, it is, we won't say who it is, but he is, here's the hints, an Olympic gold medalist and a Stanley Cup winning you know hockey is, player. Stanley yes, Cup. that's hockey <laughs> for the Americans. And he was part of a gigantic story in Canada where he came out and admitted that he was abused by one of his hockey coaches during junior hockey that led him through a life of addiction, alcoholism. It was terrible. But the best part of the story is the end where he talks about what happened. It is a story of redemption. And now what he's doing now is even crazier than all the stuff that happened to him. So please listen. It's amazing this Thursday. Yeah, one of the best. Love it. See you guys later. And we will be posting updates on our little um, adventures down here from Schitt's Creek in Oregon to, I don't know, Schitt's Creek elsewhere. Living in a motel. <laughs> Gator down Acres. By the, down by the river, down by the ocean. What is it about dentistry that just connected for you? Because I mean, it's, it's quite a jump from journalism <laughs> to to yeah. being a doctor. I'm not the most social person in the world, like like not like you, um, but I do like interaction with people, uh, and it's fun people being people's doctors. And I feel like I am a caring person, so I like figuring stuff out. I can figure it out. I can diagnose a tooth almost better than anybody. I've had people come in, they've been to three other dentists, they can't figure out what's going on. And I can, I, I like that. It's like a, like being a uh, detective. And you've also really centered your practice on buying American with your crowns and that kind of, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's really important to you. Yeah. If I could buy, if I could buy everything hundred percent American, I would, it's hard. Like I even told my reps, I've, I've repeated my reps several times. Like I don't want to buy stuff from China. I want to try to buy stuff in the United States. So my, my crowns are American. Uh, I even talked to the, the lab into making sure they buy all the products from America. Like we need
Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 a.m. and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and I do the wake up call, 6 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday mornings on KPNW, streaming at KPNW.com. This look at the news brought to you by Dr. Michael Brotland. He, he owns Chris Dental in Eugene. Go see him, they see everybody. All right. Here's what we're looking at tonight. Approval of President Joe Biden has slipped slightly, nearing an all-time low for the president as his administration continues to face t- tough economic conditions. That, according to a new Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs research poll, right now 38% of people surveyed said they approve of Biden. That's seven percentage points lower than his February approval rating and hovering just above Biden's lowest rating of 36% last July. However, the dip in approval follows the modest fluctuations for Biden over the past few months, 45% in February, 41% in January. And while 76% of Democrats approve of Biden overall, Democrats under the age of 45 really think that he's nothing more than a placeholder. About 66% approve of Biden compared to 85% of Democrats 45 and older. Biden also continues to face tough approval numbers on his handling of the economy with only 31% approving of what he's doing on the job. So Portland's drug crisis has forced the city's public transportation to take new precautions to protect passengers, and it has left commuters battling mass delays and disruptions as a result. So with a surge in fentanyl, trains in Oregon City are stopping to air their cars out every time an operator or passenger reports suspected smoking of an illicit drug. Now, that apparently in Portland is pretty common. Turns out that fentanyl users actually smoke fentanyl. Then what happens is they pass out and they end up dropping the fentanyl powder on seats where somebody else can touch it and potentially receive a fatal dose. So TriMet, uh, TriMet Max at least, logged 460 passenger issues, as they call them, and a minimum of 150 hours of disruption on trains and buses as of March 14th, that according to a review of records from a two-week period. And it revealed that every one of the 30 passenger issues recorded except one involved smoking or suspected smoking of illicit drugs, which include fentanyl. TriMet spokeswoman Roberta Allstad said the increase of drug use on trains and buses is a reflection of wider use throughout the community, resulting in an air out policy that started last year. In at least two of the instances reviewed, train operators actually declined to continue their shifts after the 15-minute air-out window because they reported that they were feeling sick. Well, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler said his city is going to be using pod structures instead of tents for their sanctioned homeless camping sites. But he only said that after Governor Tina Kotek told him she wants the camps to have pods and that taxpayers can pay for them. 
He says in the current form, the plan for mass homelessness camping sites at this point won't qualify for any of the $200 million the legislature just passed if there were still tents. But with pods, well, they're going to get a nice big fat chunk of money. Oregon lawmakers failed to advance legislation that aimed to strengthen health care in local jails. That was House Bill 3391. It died in the Judiciary Committee after failing to get a work session. People in custody are entitled by law to health care, which in Oregon is largely provided by a combination of for-profit health care providers and jail staff. Under federal law, people in custody lose Medicaid coverage. The bill would have created a commission to set standards and also conduct inspections. Oregon lawmakers are getting another crack at letting motorcyclists travel between lanes and slow and stop traffic. It's called lane splitting. That happened after former Governor Kate Brown vetoed a similar bill. Senate Bill 422 passed under or passed the 30-member Senate on a 27-2 vote. It heads to the House. Under the bill, motorcyclists would be able to travel between lanes on multi-lane highways that are posted at least 50 miles per hour as a speed limit or above when traffic is slowed to 10 miles an hour or less. Motorcyclists couldn't exceed 10 miles an hour while doing the lane splitting. And all of this comes down to a matter of safety. Motorcyclists, and actually the numbers, indicate that motorcyclists are very vulnerable to being rear-ended, even run over by inattentive drivers when they're sitting in big traffic jams. Well, the governor has approved 200, or the legislature has approved $200 million to aid and address Oregon's homelessness and housing crisis. Governor Tina Kotek has the bills on her desk and she's expected to sign them. She said she was deeply grateful to housing providers, developers, landlords, advocates, impacted communities, and elected leaders who answered her call for help. The package is part of the funding that Kotek asked for when she declared a homelessness state of emergency after her first day in office. Now, along with that, and you might call this significant juxtaposition, according to Stable Homes for Oregon Families, Oregonians pay the ninth highest rents in the country under Oregon's current law. And many of them are only one rent increase away from losing their home. Tenants from around the state in Ashland, Bend, Brookings, Eugene, and so on called on lawmakers to take immediate action to prevent the growing crisis of what's now being called high-rent homelessness in Oregon, and they want them to pass Senate Bill 611. The bill would prevent rent increases allowed under the current law, which, by the way, in case you weren't paying attention to it, the current law was passed a couple of years ago by the Democratic-controlled Oregon legislature because it was supposed to put caps on rents and leases. And it was supposed to protect those Oregonians who they said were living only paycheck to paycheck. Well, now, Senate Bill 611, which is going to be heard next Monday, would actually lower the annual rent increases allowed to 3% plus inflation. Now, for most folks, many of them who are people that maybe own a duplex or a triplex, those people are not what you would call big landlords. And a 3% a year increase in rent isn't even going to cover increased costs to take care of those properties for their tenants.
And Oregon Democratic lawmakers have been pushing a package of firearm bills they claim will prevent gun violence. They say the proposals are needed to stem gun violence and give law enforcement the necessary tools to address the issue. The Democratic lawmakers have the support of House Speaker Dan Rayfield, a Democrat from Corvallis, who is fast-tracking these bills through the legislature, and also Oregon Atten Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum, who's acting as cheerleader. The proposals follow the narrow passage by voters in November of Measure 114. That, by the way, still remains stalled in a Harney County court. It's set for trial in November, but there's three bills. So House Bill 2005 would punish the manufacture, sales, and possession of what they refer to as untraceable firearms, like those that lack a serial number. They call these things ghost guns. Well, these are guns that are actually made and finished by the gun owner. Federal law doesn't require them to have a serial number. So let's say that you have one of these guns that you made. Maybe you made it five years ago. If this bill passes, well, guess what? Automatically, you are a criminal. House Bill 2006 would increase from 18 to 21 the legal age to purchase or possess a firearm. Now, the proposal would have exceptions like if the 18-year-old was in the military or a police officer, it would ban them from buying or owning, even if they accepted them as a gift prior to the law going into effect, any semi-automatic rifles or even semi-automatic hunting rifles. And people always say, well, there's no such thing as semi-automatic hunting rifles. These are weapons of war. They've had semi-automatic hunting rifles going back to the late 20s and early 30s. How do I know this? I own one of those hunting rifles. Then you have House Bill 2007. It would allow cities and counties to restrict people licensed to carry a concealed handgun from possessing the firearm on the agency's buildings, on its grounds, or in areas surrounding its grounds. So in other words, this is a way to essentially remove concealed carry handgun licenses in Oregon. Well, they're legal, but if you make it illegal as to where they can be carried, which would be nowhere, so much for your concealed carry. House Republicans in the minority say they'll continue to wade through the legislation and their position remains that law-abiding gun owners should not be punished for the actions of criminals. Now, what I think is really interesting about these is that none of these three bills do anything to give law enforcement any necessary tools. Does it fund law enforcement? that are going out dealing specifically with gun-related violence? No. Does it do anything for law enforcement? No. But what it does do, it makes law-abiding citizens automatically criminals. Welcome to Oregon, where if you don't agree with us, we'll throw you in jail. This look at the news brought to you by Dr. Michael Bratlin of Chris Dental. Time for Rick to get real.
Thank you, Bill. <clears throat> Appreciate your time and your effort and your good stories. And people ask me why I left Oregon. You know what? It's a crazy place. You guys live in a crazy, crazy place, and I love it. I love that state. I'm sorry, I'm messing with um, But I'll tell you, it just gets crazier and crazier. <clears throat> and I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, in the future, near, um, people will start to wake up. Because, <clears throat> you know, it's like, it's like people want to feel good about things. Or maybe it's a time we don't feel good about things. Um, this soft approach to life just doesn't work. And making, you know, bullying people uh, because they love police officers, they think police are good uh, for any of these issues. And I think it's not going to happen until we just stop, just start saying no more, no more. You cannot do that. Um, and vote these people out, you know, from the school board to the city council, um, you know, your city council in Eugene wants to ban natural gas. Well, they know that the community does not support that. Oh, their little supporters do, but they're not the community, not the whole community. And when that thing gets enough signatures, which it already has, I think, to get on a ballot, um, you know, the Eugene city council is going to have to do what the people say. And here's what's funny. They did a survey. 75% of those who took the survey said they do not like the way the council is going. And what I heard from a counselor is, um, that they just thought, well, it's not accurate. That's really easy. You sir, you pay taxpayer dollars to take a survey and then you don't believe it because it doesn't say what you want it to say. The only people who can put a stop to this is you. So there's your assignment. I'm Rick Dancer. We're uh, off till Monday or Tuesday and we have a whole new lineup of stuff coming next week. Uh, so I know you'll enjoy it. Um, keep up the support, please. And if any of you are looking for sponsor, uh, sponsorship ideas and things you like what we do and you want to sponsor us, we would love to have more sponsors. That always helps us out. We got a lot going on. We got a lot of sponsors and we even have anonymous sponsors. So um, there's people who uh, have sensitive businesses, but they like what we're doing and they sponsor us because they want uh, this kind of stuff out there. And it's not going to get out there unless people participate. All right. So um, next week. And then I'm coming back to Oregon. Kathy and I are coming back working on a project uh, called Truth About the Timber Industry. Oh, you're going to love it. And uh, that's going to be an ongoing thing for the next year. And uh, we'll be back several times, but we're coming back the first week of April. So if you see us in town, give us a wave. We'll be in Astoria for much of it, but for some time we will be in Eugene for a few days. All right. See you later. Have a good week. And.